Praise the Lord. It's uh, such an amazing day today that we are going to start reading on the book of Revelation. And this is a book like none other book in the entire Bible. This is one extremely a different kind of book and for that I need your complete concentration on what you are listening and uh, those who have bought the Bibles this time, it's fantastic because it's all about scriptures and those who have not bought, please bring your Bibles the next time and if you are not able to buy one Bible, please let us know, we will get you a Bible because if you do not have that, you will not understand anything in this, it's all to do with scriptures. Now the other books in the Bible, like if you have to read the Gospels like Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, it's easy because you know the entirety of the entire Bible is about what? It's about the waiting for the Savior to come, then the birth of Jesus in a stable, then his journey as a youth and then he goes on to become, you know, fulfill his mission of being with his parents for 30 years and then 3 years of his mission to do what he had come on this earth to do. And then ultimately it ends with his complete obedience, with obedience unto death on the cross. And after that his burial and then his resurrection. And that is the same through all the four gospels. So there is nothing much that you can, you know, uh, you can get lost in that or you can get confused in that or you can have any, any doubts about it. It's not much. But when we come to the book of Revelation, it's not the same. Because many of the events that take place in this book have not yet happened. Many of the things that are mentioned in this book have not yet taken place. So since it has not yet taken place, the interpretation could be different by different people. It could be interpreted in a different manner by different sect of people. So if you do not understand it in the right way, there's a great chance that you will be misled. You will be completely misled. Now to solve this confusion, what do we do? We want that interpretation should be exactly the way that we are supposed to learn it by heart. So who wrote the Bible? The Bible was written by the Holy Spirit and he inspired different men and women throughout the ages to write down this book. It was written by the Holy Spirit. So for us, we have to invite the Holy Spirit if we have to understand this this particular book of the Bible. You need the Holy Spirit's guidance to come and help us to learn this particular book. And one thing before we start reading this book, it's very, 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 very important that you need to ask forgiveness. If you have come here with an unforgiving heart, either to yourself, to your parents or husband and wife or your, or your children or anybody in the family, your neighbors or uh, your colleagues or your boss or anybody, if you have come here with a heart that has not forgiven, you will not be able to understand this. I'm telling you. This is what the Lord told me just when we were sitting and we just started the praise and worship. He says, first, if we need to receive, we need to first empty ourselves. A glass which is completely full, you will not be able to add any more water in it. Whatever you add is going to fall out. It will be just going out. It. And so if you come here full of anger, full of hatred, full of jealousy, full of resentment, full of unforgiveness full of anything of the devil, I am 100% sure you will not receive anything from this teaching. So we will just close our eyes for two minutes. 
bring to mind anything anyone or anybody in your family or anyone who has hurt you who has spoken a bad word or whom you have hurt and you need forgiveness for and just take become humble like a child when god could die for us paying such a painful death for a sin which he had not committed we can at least humble ourselves and we can ask forgiveness from that person and let go only when we let go of all that is not from god can god fill us with every gift of his so we'll just close our eyes for a minute we'll just close our eyes for a minute and just bring to mind anyone in the family or anyone who needs forgiveness or whom you need to forgive and just bring that person before god and say lord i forgive and if you need to take forgiveness you ask tell lord i'm sorry and i receive your forgiveness just do that in your mind you don't have to be loud about it you can just close your eyes for a minute and we just go through this process and when during this process i am praying that the holy spirit will bring to mind every negative word that you might have spoken during this week or the month ahead or any time that the holy spirit reminds you or if anything that you have blasphemed you have spoken against any priest or pastor or or teacher of the word or if you have done any kind of wrong just bring to mind and ask forgiveness for that so that when we enter into this beautiful book of revelation we can enter in like little children with the hearts which are empty ready to be filled with every word that god is sowing into our hearts Let's pray. Abba Father, I thank you and praise you God for your good, your mercy and love endures forever. Thank you Jesus for this time that you have blessed us with. Thank you oh God for this beautiful day that you have gifted us. Thank you for our eyes, ears, our hands and legs and for everything oh master that you have given us a oh master. Let each of it give glory to you oh God. And thank you master as you have brought us here to listen to your word oh master we pray oh mighty god that every person who is seated here every heart is open to oh master to receive to receive your word to listen to your word to meditate upon your word and to let that word take root oh master i take authority in the name of jesus and i uproot any negativity that is present in the hearts of all the people seated here any anger any resentment any lust any envy any unforgiveness anything that is not from your kingdom my master i uproot it and cast it out from this place my master and i release your anointing upon their hearts my master upon their lives it is your anointing that is flowing into the body right now from the top of the head to the bottom of the feet my master your anointing is flowing in my master and it is removing anything that is standing in the way of them receiving your word my master Lord I cancel every distraction oh master I ca- cancel every confusion of the enemy oh master I 
cancel anything that is not from your kingdom master and i release your wisdom i release your understanding upon this place master every child that is present here has his or her years anointed by you oh god right now you are walking through them oh master you are touching their years oh god and you're opening their spiritual ears so that they will be able to listen to the word that you want them to listen to oh master Oh Jesus let all ears be opened to master let the spiritual eyes be opened to master so that every word spoken to master they will be finding it so easy to understand the lord thank you jesus lord your word never fails a master you watch over every word and you bring it into manifestation in our lives oh master thank you jesus for your mama for your for mother mary oh master that she is here she is standing over here she is with us she never leaves us she is a comforter thank you holy spirit that you you respond with every word with your signs and wonders and everyone who's come here with any problem of their kind oh master even during the teaching oh master the healing will take place because every word of yours is alive and active and it goes and brings forth the work that it has supposed to function oh master and thank you jesus that people are being set free being set delivered by your word oh master thank you for the angels that have come running into this place filled every nook and corner of this hall master to listen to your word a master thank you jesus thank you your god that it is you who speaks a master and it is your children who listen to your word a master and thank you your god for this time and for this entire hour we surrender it completely into your loving guise loving care guidance and protection and we make this prayer in the mighty name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen, amen. name the father son holy spirit Amen. Thank you Holy Spirit that you make it very very simple to understand. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So as I said in my introduction of revelation that I will be taking this chapter not as a chapter as a whole but I'll be going verse by verse. So you will be going every verse by verse. You don't understand this first chapter, you're not going to understand the remaining 21 chapters. There are 22 chapters in this book. and the first chapter if you understand the remaining 21 becomes very easy to understand so we will go verse by verse so you have your bibles open to revelation chapter 1 verse 1 the revelation of jesus christ which god gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place right so this is the revelation is all about Jesus Christ this entire book you have to understand is all about Jesus Christ when we take the book of revelation most of the people think is we want to know who is the antichrist we want to know who is Jezebel we want to know what is the number 666 we want to know all about the horns we want to know all about the dragon that is coming out we want to know how the world is going to come to an end all those things we want to come to know about but you should understand that the central theme of this book is Jesus Christ. He is the main character of this books. All these other things are there. They are all there, but they are all sub characters, not the main role. The main role of a movie like you have the hero of the movie or the main character of the movie is the main person of the movie. So the main substance or the theme of this book is Jesus Christ. The others are there, but they are 
not the reason why we read this book this book is a revelation of jesus christ and he said which god gave him god gave who's god god the father gave whom gave to john to show his servants now what do you mean by the word servants who are the servants of god who are the servants of god everyone who believes in the finished work of jesus on the cross is a servant of god so that means that practically everyone who's saved is a servant of god so that means all of us who are present here who believe in jesus and who confess his name and are born again we are all the people who come in the word of servants and what is the thing that is told to him about what must soon take place and he made it known by sending his angels to his servants john so he made it known how this book was written he made it known by sending an angel to his servant john and the john that we speak about is his disciple john his disciple john whom he loved very much this is the john that we are talking about who testified to the word of god and to the testimony of jesus christ even to all that he saw so what john is going to write about here is everything that god revealed to him directly okay god revealed to him and that he is revealing to each and every one of us only if you are saved will you understand this book that is the meaning of the word if you are not saved you will not find anything that you can understand in this book so first if you are not saved you need to ask god that god come into my heart and i make you the author of my life that's all so when you make him the author of your life he fills you with his wisdom and you are able to understand this book needs understanding that's why many people don't touch this book saying it's too difficult to understand so i won't read it even i was like that i thought this is just impossible to understand too many symbols too many you know the sword and the horns and the dragons and the beast and all it's not straight english so i can't understand it so i used to be you know reluctant to understand this until the holy spirit started speaking to me then he sent many people who started speaking to me and said no this is what the lord wants you to teach he wants you to teach on the book of revelation and they never let go especially maggie never let go you are teaching on revelation doctor you are teaching i said i have never read it myself she said i don't know but god says you are going to teach and then so many other people came and said yes you are going to teach on the revelation so when i started reading it i understood my i myself was blocking my understanding so when i removed that block and i let god's wisdom flow in he makes this book very easy to understand it doesn't have to be so difficult so it becomes easy when you just let god help you understand so the first part of the thing is, is the book is the revelation of jesus christ he is the center of this book and this revelation is given by jesus christ to john and from john it is given to all the people in the world who believe in jesus and when i was talking about the first last time i was speaking about the introduction to revelation i said this book has a blessing and there is a curse i told you right so the blessing is what it is written over here that everybody is yes william can you read that the third verse verse 13 Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it for the time is near so just by reading this book we get blessed you know you get blessings in so many other ways you are blessed if you do this you are blessed if you do that but this book god says in the starting of the book it is that you are blessed just by reading this book so now you are reading or listening to this or you go boy, go back home and read this 
blessing shall come all upon you you know and before you you know i come to all the blessings of this you also read the last part of revelation that is revelation chapter 22 verse 18 this is another thing the words that you cannot forget i want everyone who hears the word of the prophecy of this book if anyone adds to them god will add to that person the plagues described in this book if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy god will take away that person's share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in this book so he is extremely serious there is no jokes about it you read this book you are blessed but if you alter in any way even a dot or even a word from this book if you either add or you delete the plague and the curses that are written in this book would be added unto them so that's why i'm taking this verse by verse otherwise you will not be able to understand this book so you have to be very careful keep these two things in your mind when you are always reading this book especially this book of revelation so it starts with that introduction is a book of introduction of jesus and then how the blessing is upon us and then we go to the uh, chapter 1 verse 4 john to seven churches that are in asia so this book God told at the time of revelation John to write down to the seven churches which are the seven churches we'll be uh, reading a little later on in this same chapter itself but all the seven churches are in asia minor of that time that is present day turkey present day turkey they are literal churches there were churches that were present there at that point of time when John wrote this book probably 67 AD but at present those churches do not exist the churches do not exist in turkey but that time there were little churches people were all flocking to those churches and the churches are mentioned later on so what god told john john wrote it down and made seven copies of it and he himself went and gave to all the seven churches are you understanding whatever god told him he made seven copies of it and he finished writing the entire book of revelation and he went and gave it to all the seven churches now at that time when jesus was there there was you know uh, they didn't have uh, mobiles or you know any other kind of data to record what was written now whatever we are teaching also it's instantly recorded people can hear it later on or you whatsapp it or you tape it you can do but that time they didn't have and they didn't want what was spoken to be misinterpreted so what they used to do the moment they used to write down anything they used to make copies of it multiple copies of it and they will take the multiple copies and send it to different places so that tomorrow if they want to get back to know they should know that somebody has not tampered with the manuscript that somebody has not changed it so what they could do they could go and check the other six manuscript if word to word they match so everything is right you're getting it so that's what so that's what john did he made copies of it and sent like suppose we want to find out the newspaper of 1947 independence of india if we want to see what happened at that point of time so we go back maybe google search pick up the newspaper of 1947 i want on a monday on a 12th and i pick it up i will get the news what exactly happened on that time and if that same newspaper if miriam is googling in 
some other part of in her house or another part of the state she will get the same news isn't it because the news is recorded it is kept over there that's the same way so in to prevent it being tampering with this was recorded was handwritten at the same time seven times and sent to seven different uh, churches now why why am i stressing so much on this i am stretching so much on this because this is the only book in the bible that has been misinterpreted thousands of time every pastor every preacher has taken this book and they have turned it around for their interpretation or according to what they think is right we do not want to know what man thinks is right or wrong we want to know what the holy spirit is teaching us you are getting it so that's why we have to be very clear about every word that is written in this praise god and he starts a letter like suppose like i was studying in a medical college and uh, i've come home for my holidays and i have to you know you know i want to get in touch with my friend and when i was studying in a medical college like 25 years back there was no mobiles no phones either there would be one phone in one house and then you know you can that was the times old times huh? like anike says old age i don't know how people survived without mobiles now even the newborn babies cannot survive without mobiles the greatest punishment even if you from for my son younger one if i pick up the mobile for 5 minutes no you can see his how his face changes how can you take my mobile like you know so they can't live without it like you know so but at a time 25 years back there was no mobiles so if i have to greet my friend or talk to her or write a letter so i will tell her in that letter like you know uh, daddy mummy and i had a elder sister akka we sent our love to you like you know grace to you how are you how are you doing all of us are thinking about you in that same way this letter also they start they say grace to you and chapter 4 verse chapter 1 verse 4 grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne so this is grace to you and peace from him from who is who was and who is to come this who is and who was and who is to come here means god the father okay it's from god the father and from the seven spirits who are who before, before his, his throne, throne. Who, the who are the seven spirits before his throne if you want to know who are the seven spirits before his throne go to isaiah chapter 11 verse 1 isaiah 11 verse 1 a shoot shall come out from the stock of jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots i know those who do not know the bible it may be a little difficult but you will understand a shoot shall come out from the stock of jesse jesse who's jesse the father of david a shoot will come out from jesse that is david will come and a branch shall grow out of his roots and who's the branch of david who came from the jesus so this talking about jesus okay and after that what comes the spirit of the lord shall rest on him the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the lord so the spirit of the lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the lord if you count all of them there are seven the spirit of the lord the spirit of wisdom the spirit of understanding the spirit of counsel the spirit of might the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the lord so the seven spirits are what the spirit this other when i said the spirit of the lord is upon you what do i mean 
it is one of the manifestation of the holy spirit the spirit of the lord is upon you so when you want to pray you say you bless my child with wisdom the spirit of wisdom is upon you the spirit of understanding the spirit of fear of the lord so these are the seven spirits that john is speaking about so greetings from god the father greetings from the holy spirit which has got seven manifestations of the holy spirit and the last is from jesus christ so all the three of them are greeting us in this book god the father god the holy spirit and god the son and about jesus christ the right the faithful witness the first born of the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth so you understand this any doubt in this so this is clear that all this is all that god the father god the holy spirit god the son is writing to each and every one of us and what they are writing to him to him who loves us and freed us from the sins by his blood who is that who freed us from jesus from jesus he shed his blood to die for us and made us to be a kingdom priest serving his god and father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever amen amen so when the word amen comes what do you understand that everything before the amen was a prayer whenever we make a prayer what do we end with amen what does the word amen mean yes i agree with whatever you speak now i cannot repeat the same prayer what you said so i say amen so all this what was before it is a prayer and now we come to the most crucial verse of the entire book of revelation is chapter 1 verse 7 i will read it for you look he is coming with the, with the clouds. clouds every eye will see him even those who pierced him and on his account all the tribes of the earth will wait and so it is to be amen you understood i'll read again look he is coming with the clouds every eye will see him even those who pierced him and on his account all the tribes of the earth will wail so it is to be amen this sentence this entire seventh verse starts with an amen ends with an amen and what is between that is the entire book of revelation he is coming on the clouds who is coming on the clouds jesus christ is coming on the clouds so this is the first coming or the second coming this is the second coming of jesus he is going to come on the clouds and every eye will see him means every person who is alive on earth at that point of time everybody saved unsaved jew gentile indian non indian blue black white yellow everybody will be able to see him there will be no one who can say i have i can't see him sometimes there's a thunder or lightning you know because i saw i didn't see even which is taking place in the sky one person saw one person didn't see but when jesus come they say every eye will see him even those who pierced him now he was pierced 2000 years back so what do you mean they are going to see him how is it going to happen they are all dead and over and gone but the word of god says they will also see him i will come to that later and on his account all the tribes of the earth will wail when you hear the word wail what do you understand why does a person wail cry is more than crying 
you know what is wailing when someone close to you dies you wail you cannot cry you don't sob you wail your soul is beyond the pain that you can take that is you are wailing so you understanding the theme of this book is the second coming of jesus and the second is you will wail who will wail i will come to that later on the two themes the main thing theme of the book is the second coming of jesus and the next is there will be wailing you getting it so to understand that let us go to acts chapter 1 verse 9 acts chapter 1 verse 9 and this uh, verse is all about the ascension of jesus it's about the ascension after jesus died he was buried and he rose again the so ascension of jesus so i will take from chapter 1 verse 9 onwards please read lily please read and when he had said these things as they were looking on he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight so when he had finished saying whatever he had to say to his disciples whatever he had to give them instructions it was all over and then they were all looking at him every eye was watching him and just in front of them he was lifted up levitated that's what we say he was lifted up from the ground he went right up and they kept looking at him till he was out of sight so just imagine the people are all standing there and you're looking and jesus is standing there you're talking to jesus jesus is talking to you and suddenly he is lifted up and he is lifted up in clouds and in the clouds and he goes away and the people all just standing and they are watching him they just all are looking at him because this is something they have never ever seen in their lives seeing a person being going up in body now the other people who have gone up who were seen who went in body to heaven enoch but nobody saw enoch they just said enoch walked with the lord there's nothing much about written about it the other person who went elijah 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 went up to heaven and that was seen by elisha elisha saw plus there were some people who also were running behind to see what is going to happen so they also saw that a horse came and in a horse he was taken off in the clouds he was only these are the only three instances that in the bible that is written but jesus for jesus everyone who was present there saw him be lifted up right up to heaven and they're all standing and looking there and then what happens verse 10 and while they were gazing into heaven as he went behold two men stood by them in white robes they said and said men of galilee why do you stand looking into heaven this jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven so when they were all standing and they're just looking up where is the jesus gone then suddenly two people in white robes so they signify angels two people in white robes came and said men of galilee why are you standing and looking up what are you waiting and looking up and very particularly he says this jesus very sure this is this jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go up means he is going to descend down to earth in the clouds at a time when everybody will be watching him are you understanding 
you are understanding why am i telling this is because in the bible it is written you do not know the day you do not know the time when he is going to come he will come in like a thief right you right you keep that in mind i will explain to that to you later on he is not going to come in as a thief he is going to come in when everybody is watching there is not that you are going to be sleeping in your bed late at night and snoring and jesus descending in the middle of the night he is not going to come at that time he is going to come at a time when every eye every human being present in that generation at that time will see him come down i want to make it perfectly clear to you did you get it so he his second coming will be seen by all the way he went up the same way he is going to come down okay i like to take you to the three gospels for you to understand how this is going to happen go to matthew 24:21 matthew 24:21 everything about uh, what uh, what is going to take place with how it's going to happen has also been written in the old testament in the book of joel in the book of isaiah all this how the world is going to end when it is going to end how is it going to end it's not going to be a mystery many times in the bible jesus says you are not supposed to know the day or the time but that does not mean to say that you should not know the day of the time he it actually means you should know you don't need to ask like suppose it's going to rain what do we look at the clouds and say it's raining we were in uh, last week we were in musauri for a holiday and it started thunder and lightning and in few minutes hailstones were hitting us hailstones big big ones and i was running for cover and these two boys of mine are thrilled standing there all white and slippery and everything they sing that the the best day of their life seeing so much of hailstones it's going to be such an amazing thing and if we are prepared only a heart that is prepared will definitely know when these things will take place we will be able to interpret the signs in the right way that it is going to happen are you getting it god is not going to come here and take you by surprise you need to understand the scriptures very well that's why i'm going very slow with it with every word you understand chapter 1 it will be easy the other chapters are you getting it so god is going to come in and those who are prepared see ignorance is knowledge we say in this world but that if you apply to god's word it's stupidity it's idioticity it is absolute nonsense god does not want any of his children to be idiots or stupid or lack knowledge he says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge he wants us to know so he is laying down in this he is giving you all the signs all what is going to happen and he wants us to use the wisdom of the holy spirit and interpret it in the right way he is given all the thing that are going to take place right from genesis up to revelation he has planted it in all the books of the bible so we can, we have all references it is just not one scripture it's just not one scripture that we back on every scripture is backed up with many scriptures from the old testament that's why i want to see how this is going to happen how was jesus going to come down even in the gospel it was released in matthew mark luke and matthew matthew mark and luke and john is the one who's written the revelation so go to matthew 24:21 for then there will be great tribulation such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now 
no and never will be this is matthew is teaching coming towards the end of jesus life that just before he teaches him about the lessons of the fig tree and about all things he is saying how he is preparing the people that once jesus dies what's going to happen the teaching of jesus is at that time he is preparing them but this is all going over their head they can't understand anything of it they are simple fishermen simple people who have come with jesus and they're sitting there but they're not able to grasp everything that what's going to happen when is it going to happen how is it going to happen so jesus is t- telling that at the time that there will be a great suffering such as never been seen before he's telling when the world end comes there is going to be a great suffering and then go to verse 29 immediately after the tribulation of those days the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fro- fall from heaven and the powers of the heaven will be shaken okay so first thing they will be suffering the moment the word suffering is over suffering stands for tribulation suffering also stands for persecution so when you see the word tribulation and persecution and suffering they more or less mean the same thing the suffering is still a lighter word suffering is we also suffer so you no know, you can say i am also being persecuted why what happened my mother in law shouted at me so i am being persecuted so but that is persecuted but that is not persecuted for the word of god so that is not persecution when you are persecuted for the word of god that means persecution that means tribulation your personal fights and your shoutings and screamings and beatings and all that is your personal warfare you understanding it is not a spirit it is not the battle that what jesus is talking about when you get persecuted or you are in tribulation or in trials for the word of god that is the meaning of the word suffering or you might say okay my body is in pain i am diabetic i am hypertensive i am asthmatic i am this i am that and i am suffering no that's not the suffering that the bible is talking about at this place this is not a physical sickness this is suffering for the sake of the word of god suffering for the name of jesus okay so after that suffering what happens there is going to be a suffering and once the suffering is over these signs will happen what are the signs the sun will be completely darkened then the moon will be darkened and the stars will fall down from the sky the sun will be darkened the moon will be darkened and the stars will start falling from the sky and after that what will happen read verse 30 then will appear in heaven the sign of the son of man and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory okay so when the suffering is over the signs have taken place after that the sign of the son of man now who is the son of man in the new testament 89 times jesus calls himself the son of man he is god the father he is he is god the father's son he is a he is a god but when he came to earth he was complete god and complete man that's a mystery which we just believe he is complete god and complete man on earth so when he calls himself as son of man it is we are talking about jesus so after the suffering after the signs then the son of man will come and when he comes all the tribes of the earth will mourn they will mourn they will cry they will cry why are they crying why are they crying they are wailing why are they wailing because they know that all along their life they rejected this son of man 
those who rejected him will all mourn and wail because they know now judgment has come so you take now mark 13:24 before you go to mark 13:24 the next scripture i'll just read it for you and he after he comes he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from the end of heaven to the other okay so once after that once he comes he is appears the whole world is seeing him then he will send out his angels he will send his angels to all the corners of the earth and they will bring in his elect now who are the elect who are the people who are saved those who believe in the lord jesus so they will be all brought together did you understand now you go to mark 13:24 But Mark 13:24 yeah but in those days after that tribulation so, so again in those days after that suffering tribulation and suffering the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will and be and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken then they will see the son of man coming and in clouds with great power and glory then he will send out his angels and, and gather his elect from the four winds from the ends of the earth to the ends of of heaven so he's ends of the earth and ends of the heaven he's going to gather all the people together and when you take luke 21 when you take luke 21 verse 25 yes lily and there will be signs in sun and moon and stars and on the earth distress of nations in perplexity because of the roaming of the sea and the waves people hmm. fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world for the powers of the heavens will be shaken then they will and see and then they will see the son of man coming in a in a cloud with power and great glory now when these things begin to take place stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near only luke changes the last word other is the elect will be taken up in this what he is saying you stand up and raise your heads when you see all the signs don't have to be frightened you stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near redemption means your salvation is come near so you don't have to get scared most of the people get scared is the end of the world is going to come we are all going to hide and let everything come over me and let no one see me that is the story for the unsaved but if you are saved there is nothing to be frightened when you see the son of man coming down you have to run out and stand up and look up because your salvation is drawing near so now you have no doubt of what is going to happen so three things will take place one is there is going to be a great tribulation i'll be teaching to you about that later there is going to be a great tribulation then the signs will appear the signs are the sun will be darkened the moon too will be darkened and the stars will begin to fall down so all these three takes place remember a couple of months before we had a time when the sun was darkened for a little time and then all the wars have begun the end of the world has begun the world is coming to an end the, the earth the sun has been darkened like you know so like this the news is start coming but you should not get perturbed because you have to see that not one dot of this book will go unfulfilled every dot every comma every 
every full stop will be fulfilled before jesus comes it has to all take place he is not going to come here at a time if you like you you don't know the book you will be not prepared but if you understand the book you will be well prepared for his coming so you got clearly the whole thing the suffering the signs then jesus will come are you understanding okay now i'll take you to 1 thessalonians chapter 4 now this is the book this is the chapter that most teachers of pastors will teach about saying rapture happens and then tribulation will come and that is a false teaching that is a wrong teaching that many people are teaching all over the world saying all the good people who believe in jesus you will be raptured up and after that the people who are left behind you will go through tribulation and then you will have the signs and then the son of man will come that is not the truth so to explain that i want you to go to 1 thessalonians chapter 4 1 thessalonians chapter 4 yes yeah finally then brothers we ask and urge you in the name in the lord jesus that as you received from us how you ought to live and to please god just as you are doing that you do so more and more okay we sorry this is 1 thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 1 thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 but we do not want you to be uninformed brothers and sisters i am repeating this again and again because i read through many of the teachings of the revelation that is given in the in on google on search and what people have taught and many of them are wrong i had to sit with the lord to get a clear understanding that's why i want you to understand tomorrow many people will come it is the end of the world he is a man of god she is a man of god this is the real church that is the real church you are following the false god you are doing this and you will get confused so please listen carefully i will read it for you we do not want you to be uninformed that you should not be uninformed you need to be informed brothers and sisters about those who have died so he is talking about those who have died so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope yesterday i went to holy ghost church day before yesterday in fact and i went in the afternoon after finishing my clinic i made it a habit that every day i go to the blessed sacrament and i just surrender everything to the lord and i just say lord i'm taking your peace and i'm going back so all the struggles and all the all the pains all the anger all the hurt of the day all my patients everybody my family i surrender them to god and i say lord now you are in control and i go back from there and when i went back i realized that the funeral mass that is going to take place you know because they had bought the uh, the trolley outside the funeral trolley and when the ambulance came down so i just said two minutes i will just stand and pray for the person who died and it was the smallest um, coffin that i had ever seen in my life so it must have been a very little little baby and the mother came down from the ambulance wailing and she was coming down my heart literally broke i said lord have mercy you know the child is with you in heaven but this mom must be the only one who is going through a pain only a mother can understand no one can understand just comfort her and help her go through this and bless a womb that many more children will come so when things happen around you you know you are called to pray for them you see a wedding you bless this couple you see a ambulance running by you pray for that person who is in that ambulance when you see somebody in distress or some people fighting on the road you immediately pray for them they must be going through so much of pain that's why it is happening 
you know so you are called as a child of god to intercede and pray for them just the lord is reminding me to share aniket's testimony i will just share it it was not part of my teaching but i will still share he does not know probably he's listening it also first time so okay this is when he was uh, now he is 21 years old and when he was going to the 9th standard 10th standard in fact uh, he uh, one day morning uh, you know i normally i don't sleep in his bedroom he is a big kid he and uh, nikki sleep together so that day for some reason i was sleeping in with him in his room and he was in his car and i was sleeping in the middle of the night i was just woken up and that is not me because i sleep i told you before i sleep like a log i go to bed i open my eyes only in the morning nothing will wake me up so i slept through but that day i was just suddenly woken up out of my sleep and when i got up i see the son of mine he is frothing in his mouth his eyes have all gone up and he is just hitting everywhere hitting the hands he's uh, uh, hitting the wall and he's lo- and i didn't know being a doctor but when i saw my son like that i just i didn't know what to do i just the only thing i knew was i started screaming jesus i said jesus and i ran and i you know woke up suresh and i came and everything had gone up and the first thing that came to my mind is a snake bitten because that's the first thing that i thought about was he's frothing in the mouth and his eyes gone up and everything probably a snake bit him or something i'm looking around and then get the ambulance get running then i just said i had nothing nothing was working he's alive or not i did not know i just started screaming jesus this is your child and you have promised that he is going to live a long healthy wealthy anointed life nothing missing nothing broken and your word is always alive you will keep my son alive i don't know what you do but you are keeping my son alive somewhere 3 in the morning i was screaming like a mental woman and then ravi suganti all of them came running we took him and when we sat in the car it came to my mind that he has got a fit or a seizure it is only at that time that i realized that this child got a seizure then we went to the hospital and then we got the treatment and then after that took his mri his eeg if you see was like a like a rocket which has gone upside down like the waves are all crazy waves when i saw those waves i was thinking lord what is this why my son who is coming to the 10th standard and you know me i am a very nerdy kind of a person you need to get 85 95% so aniket was trained like that you know if he gets anything below that he knew what would happen to him study 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 was everything you cannot get why did you lose the two marks like i will be like that you know even if he gets two marks less what were you doing dreaming in the class or i was that kind of a mother and 10th is the most crucial year for a child and for me like now what we went to the doctor we met and met a neurologist one of the good neurologists in bangalore and he says your son's eeg is completely haywire he's got uh, multiple you know she's a disorder we do not know what the cause of it is and then this is the medicine that you need to take so he wrote on his a tablet of 750 mg and we started giving it to him and he would sleep he would sleep and sleep and sleep he wouldn't be able to get up at all and you know I said lord how can he sleep like this 12 hours 14 hours 20 hours you can't wake him up and when he wake him up he's so groggy so i went back to the doctor and said doctor 750 mg is too much he says no actually i have given you less he needs to take that others because brain is completely haywire he has to take otherwise he will keep on getting fits and i was broken i said i'm here praying that my son would be the topper of this he will be able to do so many things and 10th standard at the crucial time of his life he's come down with this unknown sickness none of us have had fits what is this happening in his life i was completely heartbroken then the word of god started speaking to us then i myself being a doctor didn't inform anybody just gave him 250 mg 
I said, 750 mg, he is not going to be able, able to attend one day in the class. He will be sleeping through all the lectures. So I gave him 250 mg and kept it at 250 mg for some time. Went back for the EEGs. EEGs were still very hectic. And uh, the doctor again shouted, how can you give him 250? I said, I don't know what to do, doctor. He's 10 standard, he has got tuitions, he's got classes. He says, who cares about all that? Your son is more important or his 10 standard results. So I was in between both of these two. And I said, what do I do, Lord? Then I said, by the wounds of Jesus, he is healed. God, your word has said. So I believe that word of God. So I believe that he is completely healed. And the next time when we went... Again, after three or six months, we got us EEG done and went. There was no change, no improvement at all. It was still very bad. And this time, the doctor completely frightened me. After Aniket went out of the hall, he came and told me, if you do not give the dose that I'm giving, asking you to give, there's a point of time that's coming in his life. He's not going to have memory of anything in his life. He will not be able to study anything. He will not be able to retain anything in his mind. And he will not be able to function like a normal adult. So doctor, please don't take this lightly. You give him 750 mg of the tablet. This is, he was not even in the room. He was outside. He did not know any of this conversation. He's hearing it today. So after we went back, I can't tell him this, right? So we sat down. I just prayed. I didn't even tell much of it to anybody in the family because everybody would panic. So I said, Lord, your word says... He has the mind of Christ and wisdom of God is found within him. There is no sickness on earth that is above you. You have defeated every sickness on this earth. And my child is your child. I used to pray and cry. Miriam, when you shared about your father that you were screaming and crying for your dad, I remember the days I have cried. Knelt down and literally cried for this child. After that, I had such a fear that I would be sleeping next to him so many times, get get up in the middle of the night and just go see him, you know. Is he fine? Is he alive? Is he breathing? Is he okay? That kind. Then I had to fight that Lord take away this fear. This fear is not from you. You have given me faith and your faith works. And praise God, he did his 10th very well. He joined engineering and when he joined engineering, by the time we had stopped all the medications. The 250 mg milligram had completely stopped off, gone away and some one year back, Last May or April or May, we went for a EEG. It was perfectly normal. The entire EEG was perfectly normal. That guy was asking, why, why have you brought your son here? Any issues? He's had any fits or anything? I said, if you see his previous EEG, you will be perfectly shocked. Like absolutely normal EEG. And he cleared his engineering with a first class. His results just came back last week. This is what the Lord can do. Every negativity that people speak against you or which comes against you, you have authority to speak on that. For a moment, my head also, will my child be able to remember? Will my child even study? Will he be even able to finish his 12th? There are so many things in my mind that went on at that point of time. But only the word, I'm telling you, it's the word which will take you through. Amen? Amen. God bless you. So if any of you are going through any situation in your life which seems impossible, always remember the God you love, the God you serve is a God of possibilities. Anything impossible, he makes it possible. You just need to trust him. Believe him. He'll make it all right. Amen? So totally out of context. But anyway, I hope it blesses someone who's uh, hearing it here or hearing it on TV. So praise God. So I want to come now to the book of Thessalonians to explain to you about this doctrine of rapture and this and this coming of Jesus. Yes, please read uh, Nili. 
But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. Yeah, so suppose somebody has died in your family. This is kind of a comforting message that you don't grieve, don't feel bad. You're going to see them again. You're going to be with them again. You're going to see them, you know, you... It's not uh, uh, eternal separation. You are going to be with them. That's a, a comforting message that he is giving to them. Yes? For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. So God will bring with him those who have died. So those who have gone, died, maybe our, our parents, grandparents, relatives, friends, our brothers, sisters, our niece, nephews, whoever has gone alive, who was saved, God is going to bring them. Bring with him those who have died. So he'll bring him, bring them with Jesus. Okay. For this, we declare this, to you. we declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. It means we, they will, we will, they will be coming up. Then only we will be taken to heaven. First, the dead will rise. Then the people who are living will go up to Jesus. Yeah. For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command with the voice of an archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, then who are left, we who are alive, who are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so we will always be with the Lord. Okay. Now rapture according to the word teaches that first all those who are in the Lord will be taken up. So if three, four people are there, suddenly one will go disappearing. And after that, the tribulation will come or the suffering will come. Then the signs will come. Then the Son of God will come. Are you getting it? That is what they explain. How you will be taken up into heaven? That you will just go off. But actually the word of God says that rapture and the second coming of Jesus are the same thing. Rapture and the Second coming of Jesus are the same thing. There are only two comings. The first coming was when Jesus came as a baby. And there is a second coming when he will come at the end of everything. Is anywhere in the Bible the third coming of Jesus written? So if you believe rapture and the second coming are two different events, then there should be three comings of Jesus. But nowhere in the Bible is written there are three comings of Jesus. There is a first coming and the second. And the second will be the last. So the rapture is not going to take place. This is to make the world a very easy way. Don't worry. Before the tribulation starts, all the people who are in the Lord will be taken up. You don't have to suffer. But nowhere in the Bible it is written like that. He says, everybody has to suffer. Paul suffered? Did John suffer? Did Jesus suffer? Did all his disciples suffer? Anyone whom we can quote who did not suffer for the Lord? They all suffered. And we are his disciples. And for the name or for the sake of his word, we too will have to suffer. Tribulation is going to happen. We have to go through tribulation. So don't take the easy path of saying that I will be raptured off. You will not be raptured off. After the tribulation or the suffering, then the signs, then only the son of man will come. Son of man, that is God will come. And at that time we will be taken up. But God says, don't be so scared of the tribulation. I will be there with you. Don't give up. Don't go away. Don't go. Don't fear. 
don't lose your heart he says even if you're captured and put before kings and they persecute you don't worry what you're going to open your mouth and speak but at that exact moment the holy spirit is going to speak through you so you don't have to do you only need to trust me so don't give away you know when the isis were, were persecuting those people like chopping their necks they didn't just chop them like this day slowly and slowly and you saw the faces of those people if you had the i just put it off but many people saw and many people shared the testimony that they had no agony they were not screaming leave me let me go let me run away they were in peace because that peace can only be given by the holy spirit nobody else can give that peace at that time so you don't have to worry at that moment what is going to happen to me at that moment when you serve you know you go through all this tribulation you go through all the pains and sufferings at that moment god will give you the courage to go through that crisis and when you go through the crisis then you will be with the lord forever in heaven amen, amen. see the testimony of a boy this boy uh, you know at the time when in in china they are not supposed to read the bible they cannot have the bible they cannot preach the bible and so everything was underground without anybody's knowledge without anybody knowing about anything so this is the pastor's son and uh, suddenly out of the blue you know the 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 chinese regiment the the people they come all barging into their house and they turn the house upside down they turn everything upside down searching and they find a bible and they found the bible they had hit the bible because they used to have you know one or two bibles in the house and when they would have a meeting they would put on a little candlelight and read through that and hide and put it off inside because if the bible is found the entire family would be taken and sent off into like a concentration camp and everything like that and the moment this bible is discovered the whole family goes into fear so now you have all this policeman standing in the room this father his son his family and this policeman is looking around catches hold of this pastor and says from where did you get the bible so if you have a bible that means that you have lot of people who come here for worship so who are those people give me their names let me know who are the people who are coming to your house to do praise and worship who are coming to hear the word of god he refuses to open his mouth he doesn't say a word he tries hitting him he tries beating him he tries abusing him and tells him i will do this i will do that and i am going to put you to such horrible death i'll pull out your nail i will chop you to pieces everything he tries telling to that pastor but the pastor would not change his stand he would not he refused to open his mouth then they caught hold of the boy they caught hold of the son during the transaction they realized that the father and the son like you know so much of love between the father and the son so they caught hold of the father they turned the son upside down and they tied his hands and legs extreme and they kept pulling it apart and they say you reveal the name of those people and the mother is standing there you can understand the mother even if i was standing there i'd say just reveal it let my child live are you mad what kind of a man are you are you a father how can you do this to your one son give the name of the people any mother would do and she is broken inside seeing her son being pulled apart you know literally they can hear his bones breaking those people are so cruel and this child standing upside down the blood drained out all flowing into his head from the leg it's all come down he can feel his bone being pulled in all direction this child looks at his father and knows now the father is giving up he is going to reveal the name of the people he looks at his father and says father don't 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 open your mouth don't betray the lord for me it's just a few more minutes lord daddy in few minutes i will be with jesus and i want you to come to jesus 
don't reveal anybody's name and a few minutes he passed away and the father never opened his mouth that is tribulation for the lord that suffering was just for a minute but the problem with us human beings is this generation we want no suffering of any kind either for the word or even in our personal lives we want everything good anointed blessed pressed down together yes it's a promise of god but there is an other side of the coin too if you are a follower of jesus you will be persecuted so most of the pastors like to teach the easy way out and we get carried away with them yes lord i am not going to go through any persecution i am not going to go through any trial and no tribulation i will be taken up before it even starts now do you understand you will not be taken up before it starts the actual thing happens with the tribulation with the signs and when the sun comes will we be taken up will be raptured with jesus only once there is only one more coming of jesus there is no two more coming there is no pre rapture there is only one rapture and that rapture is the second coming of jesus right at the end and it is for those who will be alive if we die and we die in christ we will come back for them to receive our loved ones you getting it we die suppose i die by the time i'm not alive i do not know it may be tomorrow it may be 100 years from now it may be 200 years from now that's forgot to know but we will it's not for us to worry about but whenever it's going to happen i will come back if i'm dead i will come back to receive my own so do you get that so there is no pre rapture tribulation is real for all the people okay and now if you go to revelation 612 just to make this point a little more clear when you go to 612 revelation 612 I'm just jumping over there to tell you when this will happen. Yeah, read Lily. When he opened the sixth seal, I looked and behold, there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth. The full moon became like blood. Next. And the stars? And the stars of the sky fell to the earth as the fig tree sheds its winter fruit. when shaken by a gale so when this is going to happen this is going to happen there are total seven seals there are total seven seals each seal will be opened so when the sixth seal gets opened these things will happen there will be a great earthquake is a great tribulation the sun becomes black the the full moon becomes like blood darkened and the stars will begin to fall so revelation 6 12 is actually the time that what you can say that the jesus will appear so before revelation 612 it is the tribulation revelation 612 is the time the sun the signs are going to take place and after revelation 612 it's the wrath of god it is the wrath of god what do you mean by wrath of god now those who did not believe in the lord jesus he has got all his people together and all his people together are going to be saved now the whole earth is so many people who did not believe in god upon them the wrath will fall so revelation 612 before what we are going to read is from 4 to 6 is a tribulation revelation 612 by itself is the sign when this when jesus will come so when the sixth seal is open jesus will appear and after 612 will be the wrath of god okay so are you understanding i'm just trying to make it as simple as it is to make you understand but if you have any doubts even afterwards after the class we can get through so i have just reached till revelation 1 7, 7. so look at the 
look he is coming with the clouds every eye will see him even those who pierced him and on his account all the tribes of the earth will wail so it is to be amen so this is the entire crux of revelation you have understood now the remaining revelation will become a little easy to understand and verse 8 says i am the alpha and the omega says the lord god who is and who was and who is to come the almighty now alpha and omega are the first and the last letter of the greek uh literature the first alphabets the first alphabet is alpha and the last alphabet is omega so when he says i'm the beginning and the end and who is and who was and who is to come the almighty this the almighty is not god the father this is god the son if you want to know that you will have to go to another scripture i can uh, prove that that this is not talking about god the father this is talking about god the son when next time i come if i have time i will touch on that but this is talking about god the son then what happened now this is the whole letter till now we have come to is is a greeting jesus is telling the story to john and john is writing it to the seven churches is a greeting the blessings that are there with them and he's uh, this is letter has come blessing from a uh, grace or peace from god the father holy spirit and god the son and then he is telling us the main theme of the story is the second coming of jesus and there is going to be a wrath of god so let us go to what is the total vision john your brother and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patience endurance that are in jesus was on the island called patmos on account of the word of god and the testimony of jesus so i told you this book has been written by john when he was in the island of patmos because he was exiled to the land for preaching the gospel he was preaching everywhere i told you he was boiled in oil he did not die then after he was boiled in oil they gave him poison he still not die so they, they didn't know what to do with this man this is man we have done everything he is not dying so we will send you to an island and that island is surrounded by water almost 89 kilometers of water so there is no escape from that island so he is sent off exiled to that island so he is now in that island and in that island island is not like you imagine something green and beautiful and you can see water all around no that was a dry and very uh, uh, very ungreen kind of a place like desert kind of a place and when he is there he is sitting there and he is meditating on something is a time when Jesus comes and taps him. Yeah, just go ahead. I, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. When you day. mean to say I am in the spirit on the Lord's day is an experience when you go out of body experience like it's a vision or you see or but is in a vision with an open eyes. You see it happening in front of you. You can have it some people see visions in the dream but for him this vision is given to him when he's wide awake. So he's seeing it like he's seeing a film being projected in front of him. Yeah, read. and i heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet so whenever jesus speaks the voice is never usually is like a trumpet the trumpet is a the which makes a maximum noise right like a trumpet his voice was not a soft gentle voice it was like a trumpet so probably if john was just sitting he would have jumped out of his all his hair would have been standing at end the voice was like a trumpet what did the voice say uh, saying write what you see in the book in a book and send it to the seven churches to Ephesus and to Smyrna and to Pergamum and to Thyatira and to Sardis and to Philadelphia and to Laodicea so that the seven churches which are present over there at that time in Turkey which is present at Turkey seven churches actually i'll get some pictures next time just along the island near asia all the seven churches can be seen over there and so this letter is sent to all of them 
Then I turned Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me and on turning I saw seven golden lampstands So he moment he hears a trumpet sound what does John do He turns to see who is this Who is this from where is this voice coming and moment he turns his face he sees seven golden lampstands so many pictures which you see in google you can actually see a golden lampstands you can see big gold big lamp and they put seven of them but the word of god says in this only he reveals if you go to the last uh, verse in the same chapter verse 20 what is a lampstand as for the mystery as for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches so the seven lampstands are actually seven churches they are not physical lamps they are the seven churches so when he turns back he sees the seven churches and i saw one like the son of man he says i saw one like the son of man now did john walk with jesus on earth did he know how jesus looked like he knew him personally he was closest to him he sat next to him at the last supper he was standing below the cross he knew him so personally your best paul your best friend you know him so well and then now he has seen him in his earthly glory but the jesus he is seeing now is nowhere that the jesus that he is seeing now is the real revealed jesus are you getting it he is seeing the real revealed jesus as jesus as god you are getting it so he sees now jesus as god and he is clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash across his chest he has a golden sash and his head and his hair were white as white wool and his eyes were like a flame of fire imagine a person totally white his hair is also white his skin is also white you look at him ghost <laughs> the first thing that will come to anything that is totally white it's a ghost you'll get so scared and he has this eyes which are so flaming this so like you know something burning like alive it means more alive than anything that could be alive you know when you look at some people they have dead eyes पता नहीं इंसान जिंदा है कि मरा हुआ करके यू डो नॉट नो इज अव और डेड दो देर आर लाइफ दे सीम डेड एंड सम पीपल दे हैव बबली एंड दे आर सो एक्टिव यू लुक एट देर आईज एंड ओ माई गॉड दिस पर्सन इज गुड अमेजिंग स्पार्कलिंग आईज फुल ऑफ लाइफ नाउ यू मल्टीप्लाई दैट सो मेनी टाइम्स आईज ऑफ जीजस विच इज यू नो फुल ऑफ लाइफ लाइक फ्लेम्स ऑफ फायर ओके एंड ही सेज दैट एंड देन हिज फीट वेर लाइक बर्निश ब्रॉन्स refined in a furnace and his voice was like the roar of many waters in his right hand he held seven stars from his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword and his face was like a sun shining in full strength so they're talking about his legs how beautiful like a burnished bronze it was and how his voice have you ever been near a sea stood not during the daytime at night when everything is calm and you hear the waves coming and hitting you it can be a little scary but the waves no it's nice it's not like a soft gentle it's like the rushing waves which comes you know and so his voice was like a like like a like a rushing so many waves rushing in come to that was his voice and if you looked at him it's not possible to see can you look at a sun 
If you continuously focus on the sun, you'll go blind. You go tomorrow, okay, doctor said, his, let me look at the sun and see how bright the sun is and I open my eyes and I keep looking at the sun and little time you go completely blind. And if you still persistently see, it's going to completely make you really medically blind. So it's not advised to look at the sun. And the face of Jesus in the Bible says, is brighter than a thousand stars. Is brighter than a thousand stars. One sun, which is a star, we can't see. And look at this Jesus' face, so bright. So you cannot even look at him, the glory of God. So why this has been sent to John, it has been sent that this Jesus that you are talking about in the book of Revelation is not the Jesus you spoke about in the Gospels. This is the revealed Jesus. This is the Jesus who is God. So John is given that. Like suppose I have my best friend, like say Miriam and Rachel. And you are seeing Miriam every day of your life. And you know how Miriam is, how she cries, how she throws tantrums, how she speaks, how she does. And suddenly after that you come to know she's dead, she's gone. And suddenly one day Miriam appears to you. And this Miriam is totally different, all white. She's come in white dress. And then you turn back and you look at her. What do you do, Rachel? <laughs> what will you do? You'll fall down as dead. Miriam, why did you come back to persecute me? Even after you died, you have not left me. But that would be Miriam, you don't see. But what happens to John? John, the same thing, you know, moment he sees this revealed Jesus, go back and read. I actually wanted to spend some time on this because this is a real Jesus. We take Jesus so much for granted. Just like you and me as shepherd, a human being, a person who forgives all our sins, who's so good, he's like you, he's like me, my brother, my father, my sister, everything we can talk about him, not my sister, my brother, my father, <laughs> my friend, we can talk all about that. But there is a greater truth. He is God and you can never forget that. You should never forget that, that Jesus is God. And that's why John is given this revelation of God. So that now when he is writing all the thing that is supposed to take place, he will know what he is writing. Now the reverence for that God would be a totally different thing, a different story. So he falls on almost dead and then Jesus places his hands on him and says, Do not be afraid, I am the first and the last, I am the Alpha and the Omega and I am the living one. I was dead and see I am alive forever and ever and I have the keys of death and of hate. So he says he is everything, beginning and end, you don't have to worry. I am there and do not be afraid. Now he tells him, now, after John was given the revelation of the real Jesus, he says, now you write down what you have seen, what is, and what is to take place after this. So three things he has to write. What he has, what is, what you have seen. So what has he seen? He's seen the revealed Jesus. So what you have seen, the revelation, vision of Christ, is what he has seen. So write down, that, that he has already written. And then, what is to take place after, no sorry, what is, there are three things it right, what you have seen, what is, and what is to take place after this, the three things. So what you have seen is the revealed Jesus, he has written about it, and what is, is a letter that he is going to write to the seven churches, that is the seven churches will be going in the second and the third chapter, that is to Ephesus and to Smyrna and Pergamum and Tyatra and Sardis, Philadelphia and Laodicea. So all these are what is, that is the present time. Actually that is what we are. 
he is writing those letters not only to the seven churches which existed and disappeared but we are all part of that letter that we will be receiving from jesus and that is imperative for each and every one of us because this letter from jesus given to us personally or what we are going through if we do not get our act right now then the wrath of god is waiting so that is what is and what is to take place after this i just want you to go to this part after this is go to revelations 4:1 just the first word after this i looked and behold a door standing open in heaven and the first voice which i had heard speaking to me like a trumpet said come up here and i will show you what must take place after this so understood so after am i going too fast it's easy yes. you understand okay fine so what you have seen is a revealed jesus what is is about the letters to the seven churches and then he says go and, you, and after that you have to write what takes place after this so that will come the book 2 the book 3 are all the letters you can read it when you go home message to ephesus mirna pergamum and thyatira chapter 2 chapter 3 is message to sardis philadelphia laodicea he sent the messages to the seven churches and after this he begins the chapter 4 with after this after this so he's finished that so what comes between 2 and 3 is our present time now it is talking about our present time now and uh, what happens after chapter 4 will be what will soon take place are you getting it that has not happened but it is going to take place did you get it till here so what has happened revealed jesus that is a vision of the real jesus what is going to take place is chapters 2 and 3 and 4 onwards is what is going to happen which is still not taken place as for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in his right hand and the seven golden lampstands the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven golden lampstands are the seven churches you understood so the stars which he saw in his hand are actually seven angels he is holding in his hand seven angels and the lampstands represent seven churches and there is also the sword which is coming out of his mouth that you know hebrew 412 the sword is the word of god so actually you don't need to get afraid whatever this book is title is revelation actually jesus reveals everything to us we just need the understanding of the holy spirit to get it through are you getting it there is nothing that he is going to say it is a mystery and it will be a mystery till it happens no what jesus is saying it is a mystery but i am going to teach it to you so that it will be a mystery no longer amen amen so i will end today with this first chapter so praise god so we the introduction i gave you was what the book of revelation is all about and first chapter i taught could take only chapter 1 so hopefully in the next teaching i'll finish 2 and 3 the message 2 so that involves all of us our present day time what the different churches means the different churches were going through different kinds of good things and the bad good things and bad good things and bad in all of them and if they didn't correct them in the right way the wrath of god would fall so please read 2 and 3 carefully go through each line don't hurry 
and see whenever you come to a word in the bible and you don't understand it i'll tell you the easiest way is go back and see this particular word comes where in the bible before so if you go back of the book of the bible and say the word persecution has come now you want to know what do you mean by this word persecution look up the persecution word and where it has come first time in the bible which which bible or which like which has come first in your bible look that word up there exactly there the meaning of the word persecution will be there whenever a word is first comes in the bible the meaning of it will always come so it doesn't become difficult so when you go back take each word by word go to the back and see and recheck where that word has been mentioned before and every scripture like i told you matthew mark luke spoke the same thing now you go back to joel you go back to isaiah the sun is darkened the moon is darkened the stars are darkened amos all have spoken about it so you don't have to be fearful all this will take place but when we get to the end of the revelation book we will it will never be a mystery we will know the truth and when as a as a people who know the truth we walk in the knowledge of the truth it will become our duty to reveal this truth to others so i'm telling you people who are sitting here this teaching you're not learning to just keep it with you please go and teach somebody this week because once you read it again and again write down notes write down the points go back recheck whatever scriptures i have given you go back read thessalonians please read thessalonians chapter 4 so that you don't get confused by all the teachings that the world is throwing to you amen